0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we'll lose our heads over beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy,
1: and we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading Sir Gawain and the Green Knight by Anonymous, and starting with a beer. This beer is from Green Man a Brewery in Asheville, North Carolina, and it is called IPA. It's very straightforward. Yeah. So their other beers have exciting names like Stout and Porter. So Green Man's a brewery in Asheville, North Carolina, which if you ever uh, get a chance to go there, it's a cool city. It's There's literally like one block that has like four breweries on this block. It's the only thing, it's like an industrial sector of town. And there's Green Man, you turn a corner, then there's like Burial, then there is a meadery, then there's another brewery, and then there's also, like, a bottle shop. There's got to like be so much pee on that street. Oh, it's it's intense. It's also, like, really hilly and steep, so I bet there's sometimes people just have fallen down those. <laughs> uh, so I was there uh, fairly recently before the outbreak. That um, has forced us into quarantine here. And I went to most of the... I did, a, did the, the, the crawl and went to most of those breweries, and Green Man I was like, we're doing Sir in and the Green Knight soon. This... This seems almost too perfect. And uh, pick this up. It is a very basic IPA. It is very much like what IPA was 10 years ago. You know, where you like build like, the, the it once. Yeah, it's not super duper bitter. It's more on the mild side. It's probably only a 6% alcohol beer, 6.2. But there's not any of that juicy, hazy kind of flavor you're used to. Perfectly clear, golden color. It's the kind of beer that makes Dogfish Head 60 Minute look like, you know, the second coming. It's pretty pretty lame. But I do like that their can art, if you can see this here, has this stupid guy's face on it. And all of their cans have that. And it's like the Paul Newman's products. Like that <laughs> face will have different hats on it and stuff. They're kind of like... Yeah, so Green, green Man, because there's a Green Knight. It's in the goddamn title, guys. That's pretty much the, the whole point. And why are we reading this again? Uh, because there's a movie coming out, and it looks weird as shit. Just like the story is, or the poem. Yes. So the history of the poem, if I believe, it's like from the, I want to say the 1400s, right? Where it's a 14th century. Right. It's found in this one manuscript. It has no author information. There are three other poems in the manuscript and uh, they're believed all poems to be by the same author. It might not even be the author's hand writing that we're looking at. It could be a scribe. And it tells this story of Sir Gawain, or Sir Gawain, as I've also heard it said. And it's like a very, like, Arthur, I mean, King Arthur's a character in it, rather briefly. It's like a knight's chivalry kind of story. That is very popular to read. We read this as freshmen in high school for some reason. And I as I was reading, rereading it, and I had no idea why they made us read this. Yeah. Just so they could say they're teaching us the classics properly.
0: But it's a pretty deep cut. And didn't you also do the Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I did Gwyneth in the Green Knight like senior year. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe I'm getting confused with what year we did it. We definitely read it in high school. We did in that seminar It also thing. depended at our school, like, which teacher... Like, there was no set curriculum, so some yeah. teachers were like, I'm teaching that book this year, fuck you. And other teachers were like, nah, I don't want to do that, son. So, there's a little bit of luck with which teacher you had. But maybe it was later in our career. We definitely did read this. Where we're supposed Whatever to. Read year it happened, time. I don't know why
0: we read this. I definitely didn't read the whole thing in high school, but I know there was a, in my, like, you know, English literature textbook there was a passage from this.
1: Oh, and we should also say we were reading the, we all read the same translation again. Well, it's written in what is considered Middle English. It's of a particular dialect that is really far removed from modern English. So to read the original text is impossible unless you're a specialist. So we all read the translation by J.R.R. Tolkien that he published in the 70s, I think. King
0: of Nerds. Uh, Published after he died, I think. I think his yeah, son that published it.
1: Yeah, his yeah. son went on a tear just publishing shit. Like any napkin that Tolkien wrote shit on. It was published in 75. Actually, I have the real book. Oh, and Tolkien died in 73, so yeah. So, Tolkien, as, the, as, we, as we discussed in our Beowulf episode, Tolkien was a philologist. because He loved falafel. And he <laughs> <laughs> he translated these works for his students and wrote about them. And of the corpus of Middle and Early English literature, I guess Sir Gawain is one of the bigger works, more famous ones I would think. So it only makes sense that he tra- made his own translation of it. And he was also a poetry dude, so while the poem doesn't it has some rhyming passages, like so it's written in a 100 stanzas. And each stanza, they're, they're not all uniform length. But there is a metrical pattern and an alliterative pattern. And then there's like a little um, rhymey section at the end that Tolkien is famous for like getting right. It ended up feeling kind of like a limerick every time. Yeah, because it has this ABAB rhyme at the end of everything and these short little lines. But Tolkien really did a good job apparently of capturing the Goals of the poet who wrote it originally of getting the alliteration to flow, like so each line, stressed syllables all tend to start with the same sound. So if you flip through any random passage, like, you know, it's, it's what gives it that kind of old timey sound, where it's like that his hand and his heart should be hearty alike. You know, like it just everything starts with the same, same thing. Yeah, there's a lot of that.
0: To it was, I the gay it was really glance cool.
1: of the glistening sun. I liked it. I, I thought it was cool. It felt like a long poem from Lord of the Rings at some points.
2: Yeah. This felt like one of the things that you would skip over when you read Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to go, on, another song. Okay.
0: And there were 12 of those just in the last chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so the story starts on, is it Christmas
1: Day or New Year's Day? Christmas. Like Christmas. Christmas Day. And yeah. they're hanging out at King Arthur's house, castle, come a lot. And it has, uh, this, they're just, there's just are just having
0: a big feast.
1: Um,
2: and I they, did write this one down that stanza seven, because they talk about the feast for about a thousand hours. And the stanza seven starts, now of the service I will say nothing more, for you are all well aware that no want would there be. Like, no. You know, I've talked about this a lot, so let's just move on. Like, that's very self aware each, each
0: stanza is like, Call it three quarters of a page, so like, that's like five pages of just describing the feast. Like, yeah, there's a lot of food. Cool. Okay.
1: Well, pretty much. When this was written, no one had any food. Reality. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say, reading this book, I realized my social studies teachers lied to me because feudalism was fucking awesome if you were the (laughs) lord. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really. Or, or a knight. If you were at the top of that pyramid, it was rad. And you don't care about the other people. They're not in this story at
0: all. And if you were a knight, every woman in the kingdom wanted to fuck you.
1: Yeah. Please lance me.
0: But you had to say no every time.
1: You had to play hard to get.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's chivalry. (laughs) Let me take you to the pound table, though. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it starts off at this big feast... And then randomly, this weird green guy walks in, and then it takes like four more stanzas just <laughs> to describe everything that he's wearing and how green he is.
2: And my favorite line from it was, "Very gay was this great man, guys, all in green." It's like that's <laughs> that's offensive, JRR. We don't know that he's gay. <laughs> he, was, he was fabulous. He was very coordinated. Maybe he's colorblind. That's all he owns.
1: Yeah, everything's green. His hair is green. His skin is green. And he's, he's a giant. big healthy dick is green. Yes. He's <laughs> very healthy. And he's a giant. Yeah, he's a giant. And he comes in also on a green horse. And he's like, I have a game to play. Let's play this game. Because it's Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, Christmas games. That's a thing. Yeah. And he's like, I'll let anyone who wants to try and chop off my head. And then... Next year, I'll chop your head off. And in the mean, if you chop it off, you get to keep my axe.
0: Yeah. Good was, times. That's the game. they like, we well, were just
1: going to play Parcheesi, but that sounds way better. And
2: I, ha- I have a beer for that game. This is from Westbrook Brewing Company, and it is called Maximum Florida. Because <laughs> if you heard on the news that someone was having a party... And a guy came in and said, someone cut off my head, and then next year I'll cut off your head. Where would that story take place? (laughs) That's Florida. (laughs) Here's to Florida. This is an imperial Berliner Weiss with dragon fruit, passion fruit, mango, pineapple, pink guava, key lime, tangerine, toasted coconut, marshmallows, and milk sugar. That sounds like juice. Sounds amazing.
0: It's pretty good.
2: It's very pink can. This is like Miami Vice, the can.
0: Oh, yeah, ah, I can see the font.
2: Practically smell the cocaine. <laughs> but it's good. It is, this is not beer, this is juice. But, yeah, it's a lot of fruit in it. This is basically the healthiest thing I'll ever drink. This is like a well, V8. Speaking of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: so then, of course, um, now I got confused. Was there a different character named Wo Wayne? Or was that also Gawain? I, th- I
2: feel like it was some sort of what like transliterative thing. Because I think it was like, also nickname?
0: Gawain.
1: Yeah, because
2: the, w- right, they use Wawain Wayne throughout the whole book, not just at the scene when, when he's the only character. Sometimes they call him fucking
1: Wawain. Wayne. I like to imagine there was his like stuttering brother. It was like here's my children. There's Gawain and Wil <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, maybe Wayne
2: is what his friends call him.
1: And Gawain is like his <laughs> you know given name. They call me Wawain Wayne for short. Yeah, it's short for Wiggity Wayne. so then of course king arthur's like that game sounds awesome and nothing could possibly go wrong with it so why don't one of you pussies have at it and chop off this man's head and then gawain gets the job
2: so arthur's cousin or nephew or some shit is gawain or second cousin or or i think it's
0: guinevere's Oh right, yeah, he's related. Right at the very end, it was like, "Get back to your aunt." Yeah, I was like I know he's related. Wait, yeah, what? of because
2: of the G? They're both that with G names. That's how it works.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it works for sure. It's like
1: how you know like, Greek people name their children. <laughs> you know, they stick just 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 Nick. Us,
0: like.
1: <laughs> well, I think I think in like Greek culture, the stereotypical Greek things, everyone's named like Nick or Gus, it's because you have to name your like I don't know firstborn kid after say the you know father's father or something like that or the mother's father whatever it is but
0: suddenly they are all And so
1: Nick. it ends up being there's like five names.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh so here's Yanni, Nick and Gus. Oh and here's a uh, uh Nick Yanni and Costa and then uh here's Constantine Nick and uh Yanni Yanni Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh here's I Nico can't hear and Yanni. I not
2: think of like those eggs you put in your vagina. <laughs> the, <laughs>
1: the, the the Yanni that... eggs or
2: whatever the fuck they're called.
1: Is that is that how you listen to his music?
2: I mean, that music is music for vagina eggs. It's so (laughs) sweet. It is. It is.
1: That's how how Yanni procreates. (laughs) At every Yanni concert, on their seat is a little egg that you insert into (laughs) you. And by the end of it, it hatches. From the new age piano. Jesus Christ. Okay, so... So (laughs) Gawain is like, I'll do it. Cause you know
2: We're this is a normal thing. Big sp- swinging
1: dick. It's Christmas so, after all. <laughs> what, yeah. what better?
0: Way? What could go wrong? So Gawain basically goes up to the guy and says, "He's like, have at you," and then chops his head off. <laughs> and like, it's surprisingly
1: graphic for you know whatever year this was written. That they're like, and blood shot every fucking where. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like wow, I thought that was going to be kind of chaste and lame.
2: And then. It rolls away, and then Green Knight stands up and just gets his head and is like, great, see you next year. See you year. And everybody's (laughs) like, okay, back to the party.
1: Yeah. It's cool, Gawain. Enjoy it now. And they're like, living in the medieval times is great. But he also does say, like, if you're still even alive in a year, because there was a very good chance that, you know, he would have a sip of water filled with typhus or something. (laughs) Or just stub his toe and die. Just get terminal poops.
2: (laughs) I mean, half the people died of terminal poops, probably.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> terminal poops. <laughs> um, and then, so he's like, in a year, come find me. I live at, you know, he doesn't even give him an address. He's like, I live in the Green Chapel. Like, wow, I, wouldn't have, I would have not have thought that. Yeah, and he's just like, You live around. in a green house. Like, well, yeah. what if I can't find it, dude? It's cool. I mean, me my around. word is my
2: bond. I've got to be there to get yeah. my head cut off, but you won't tell me where to go. That's kind of a dick move considering I just did what you wanted, this really weird kinky thing you just asked me to do, and I I didn't didn't protest at all. I was like, sure, I don't want to kink shame.
1: (laughs) 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 So then a year pass, like 11 and a half months pass in a stanza where he just kind of hangs out, and he's like, yeah, I don't know anything to think about that shit. He really should have left more Um, time considering he didn't know where it was. Yeah, he's just like, let me go, all right, let's saddle up my horse. And then there's like four stanzas about how awesome his armor is! Yes, and how how much of it it is. But it's like, dude, he's he's cutting your head off, and his, his horse is really named need. Little Gringo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Little Gringo. <laughs> but Gawain feels still feels that he needs to go and do this because he adheres to some sort of honor system. Yes, he does. Oh. This beer is called Honor System. By other half, and no, it's not the exact same one we had for the episode that hasn't come out yet.
1: <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to trust us on that. Yeah,
0: have to trust us. <laughs> this instead of the other one, this one is made with uh it's a double fruited Berliner Weiss with cherry and raspberry, and it is five percent alcohol. It's very tart, but it's good. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, I recommend it. Do you feel full of honor? I'm honored to drink this beer. Great. So he's got his armor
2: on, and they they talk about it for about four years, and then he goes on adventures to find this thing, and he does a lot of stuff that they just kind of gloss over with like one or two lines, like fighting a dragon.
1: It just goes, yeah, yeah. Just it like well, let's
2: talk about this uh, shiny chest plate for two stanzas, but we'll just say he killed a dragon and move on. We'll just skip past the important stuff. Like we're really missing the point of this poem. I feel like if we're looking to entertain. I don't know. Clearly,
0: well, clearly pacing in a <laughs> in a narrative form it was still had to yet be developed. Well, in the one 1400s. Of the thing,
1: one of the things about this poem, which is also kind of similar to Beowulf, is it's not about the action. It's about the badass dude, and it's about how honorable he is. And there's a shit ton of Jesus in here. There's a like lot of Jesus, very, yeah. There's a lot of religion, and he's got to go to Mass, and he's got to thank God, and he like makes the sign of the cross all the time because he's super pious, and he's just an awesome guy that you'd let fuck your wife. You know, he's just really cool. So that's what's important. Him killing a dragon is not as important, I think, for the
0: poet and the audience. Yeah, in wasn't it in, in Beowulf, the fight with Grendel... Only lasts like three lines. And then Grendel's dead. He doesn't need any more time to kick ass.
1: He just r- sure. rips his fucking arms like, off. Beowulf was a badass. He's Gawain's him just
2: like the nicest, most gentlemanly gentleman in the world.
1: About, he's a badass. He killed that dragon. He's fucking Gawain the Rock Johnson. He's just <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> Walking around looking for a chapel. It's like, hey,
2: do you know where the green chapel is? like, I have no food. Like, thanks, I'll try again somewhere
1: else. <laughs> also when you get married I'm going to fuck your wife that night Maybe <laughs> Deuces <laughs> Which was a myth But still funny <laughs> So eventually he
2: finds A big castle And he says I'll check out this castle And there's a big guy And he's like Come on and have my Come in the castle And have some food <laughs> And we'll have a bunch of weird Adventures That are probably Metaphorical together
1: and I'll, but I'll show you where to go. But
2: first, let's like play these
1: weird swapcy games.
2: Yeah, because it's Christmas again. It's almost Christmas. Like stay for Christmas times, and we'll we'll do this thing. And you know maybe you know come in. Like it was like a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold and Kumar.
1: Hey, come in. and Fuck my wife. And he's <laughs> like,
2: did you, did you say fuck your wife? Like, no, no. Oh, did I? All right, that's fine then. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit. You told it. You told us to fuck your wife. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Oh, all right. Let's make it an orgy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh,
0: and the weird dude in this castle, I forget his name, but he says, let's play a game where everything I get, I'll give to you and everything you get, you'll give to me. Including chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> I've got syphilis. Uh, and so the the head, the the dude who owns the castle goes out and he just like hunts some awesome shit. Like the best deer, and the best the boar. boar. And then the last day, a fox.
1: He's like, I don't want to bore you with the details of this hunt, but I got it all. And each, each, each day, other things happen to Gawain, though. Yeah, because Gawain doesn't go on the hunt. Hot He's wife. hunting for cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's trapping beaver.
2: <laughs> Beaver's trapping him, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. He come, but now there was a passage, I didn't understand where they describe how hot the wife is. She's always walking
2: around with her like, old... boobs out. Just walking around. And he's like, oh, I don't see anything. I'm just going to hear and read my newspaper and look away.
1: But then like, he's like, she's even hotter than Guinevere. This is in stanza 39. Which is gross because that's his aunt. You can have a hot aunt, I guess.
2: And then... Oh, that girl's hot. She's even hotter than my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: then It she, was a different, like... time, <laughs> a different
0: time, Jimmy. A different time.
1: There was no internet for you to watch your incest porn. You had to just do it. Step aunt. So, but then there's this weird passage. I don't really r- remember if it matters, but it was really struck me as disturbing when he's like sees the lady and she's like really hot, and then she comes with an old other lady with her. Yeah, and then it just describes how fucked up looking this old <laughs> lady is. She's using,
2: she's using that trick that girls do where they have like one ugly friend or one fat friend to make them look better when they stand. In a group.
1: Listen to the. I don't even know where to start reading. The other was clad with a cloth that enclosed all her neck, ew, <laughs> enveloped was her black chin, her forehead folded and So she's like a nun, topped up and trinketed with trifles bedecked that nought were bare of that bell dame, but her brows were black, than whatever blah, 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 and her, her naked lips. And those were hideous to behold, and horribly bleared, what a worthy dame she may well before God be said, short body and thick waist with bulging buttocks spread. More delicious to the taste was the one she buy her lets. So I think it's exactly what Jimmy said. Well, well like, most people were starving making to coat with, with this uggo. She got the grenade with her. <laughs> but like bulging buttocks spread was a, a line that really was like, ooh dude, that's brownest mm. brownest of eye. <laughs> <laughs> Fairest of
2: taint. The author really focuses on all the weirdest parts of this, and like, just goes way too
1: deep on stuff that is not necessarily stuff I need to hear that much about. You don't need to hear a whole passage about how ugly an old lady is, and then she's not in the story. She just kind of goes away. <laughs> Maybe it was going to be a thing. That she, you know, because what's her whatever the lord's wife's name is, she keeps <laughs> sneaking into Gwen's bed, and she's like, hey, let's hang out and talk about pussy, and then. I was hoping maybe there'd be a thing where like, that old bag does it, and he's
0: like, oh, I'm just going to fucking hit it finally. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I
1: fucked the old lady. Oh, God. Wait, but the turn the lights bucks. out
0: first, and it's actually the old lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in an, like an 80s. It's like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse.
2: Yeah. And each yeah, day, like <laughs> the wife is like, I'm going to bang you. He's like, mm, I've got a lot going on. Sorry. Uh, you can't really do that. But then eventually she's like, she gives him a kiss. And the second day she gives him a kiss. And the third day she gives him... Anal? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives him a, a girdle, which I'm still not sure what that means. Is it like a belt it's or like a, a belt. leg thing? I don't really know. And then at the end of each day, the the big guy comes home and he's like, let's trade what we got. And he gives him a boar head and the other guy gives him a kiss. He goes, yeah, that's fine. And then it gives him like a deer, and it's like gives him. A Where'd kiss you again. get that? Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I
1: just found it. We did. Tee-hee. We agreed, no questions. <laughs> and so, what this and implies, why did you kiss really, me on the penis?
2: <laughs> what this implies really is that if he had banged the wife, he'd have
1: to bang the guy
2: too, right? <laughs> yes.
1: That's uh, how that well, works. Ooh, yeah. Thank you for the boar. Now let me give you what I got. Today. I gave today a pearl necklace <laughs> for you, sir. <laughs> And a sense of deep satisfaction.
2: But on the third day, he doesn't give him the girdle, which she says will protect him from neck chops because that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because that makes sense. (laughs) It was a different time. Wear this around your (laughs) wrist. That's science. And you won't get your head cut off. I guess if you saw a guy get his head cut off last year and he was fine, you'd be like, I guess this is possible. I mean, what's what's the downside? I'm
1: going to get my head cut off anyway. I I could be swearing this dumb neck (laughs) ruff for it. And then uh, I I think he has a beer then. Oh,
0: wow. He has a beer, yeah.
1: There actually is a character named The Porter at one point. He's the guy that they meet at the gate. And this is another Green Man beer called Porter. That's it. Great. It's a rich, dark ale. From Green Man, it is 6% alcohol, so I bet this is going to be 100% forgettable. Oh, yeah, that's really nothing exciting there. I mean, it tastes like roasty malt and a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of coffee. And it's a nice, balanced, light porter, which is a beer that I personally don't like at all. So i not really too thrilled with this. Oh, well. And I don't think you guys are missing. I don't think you, I can't imagine either of you like, no dude, that's the one. That's the we could quit now. So I don't really feel bad. Um but yeah, Porter, uh and also Gwen Carey shit and that's that's portering right Yeah. Uh okay, so then he doesn't give the magic girdle. Then he's like, I'm gonna go find this guy and get my head cut off. And the guy's
2: like, Okay.
0: Fine like but it's like the last day, and he's like and the, and, the, and the guy at the castle is like, oh, yeah, the place you're looking for, it's basically two miles down the road. Have fun. That was it. Hope you didn't fuck my wife. <laughs> Could have told him this whole time, but no, has to let his wife try to seduce him every day for a week.
1: Gwen goes with the, the girdle because he's got a gut from all the Christmas feasting. <laughs> he's got a <laughs> tie it on. And he moseys down there like John Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he finds the dude who's like sharpening his axe. He's like, "Oh, perfect timing." And uh, let me chop off your head now, Dick. And then doesn't Gwayne like pussies out? Like Gwayne gets flinches. flinches
2: <laughs> he flinches, but flinches. he doesn't
1: really move. He just
2: goes, "Ugh," which is a normal thing. And the guy's like, "Well," and he shits his pants that a little. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> he poops a little. He turtle. He prairie dogs.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, come on now. <laughs> I know it's the Middle Ages and we're covered in manure, but that was rude. <laughs> and you're supposed to be chivalrous. You shit your pants after your head falls off. <laughs> you should always come to a beheading with empty bowels. Especially if it's your own. <laughs> yeah. And so then he's like, "All right, now I'm going to do it for real." And he like glances him and it gives him like a pussy shot where it, it kind of half cuts him, like gives him a little like he cut himself shaving, Nick.
0: It's just a flesh wound.
1: Yeah. It is but a scratch. Precisely. <laughs> Have at you. And so then um, he's like, all right, cool, game's over now. But then, oh, by the way, I'm actually not a giant green man. I am that dude you just hung out with for a bunch of days. And his name is like Bert. I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was. It's like it Bertalac
0: you... or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it and was everything. a kind of a weird name.
2: Yeah. Me, Bertie. like, you didn't
0: recognize me? I look exactly the same. But it was all, he, this was all his idea to go see if, to find out if the Knights of the Round Table were actually as noble and honorable and chivalrous as, and, and gallant as they are told to be.
1: Oh, and actually that fat old bag does matter. She was uh, Morgan. Morgan Le Fay in, in, in costume, and she's the one that did the magic to make him a giant green she's man. She's like the, have his the Lex
0: Luthor of the King Arthur world. She's, she's bold. She's a witch, and she's, she's not quite happening. as good as she's not quite as good as Merlin, but pretty good.
1: Isn't she uh, King Arthur's sister?
0: That sounds familiar. I think
1: she's related to him somehow. somehow. Yeah. Another aunt. Oh, anyway, maybe he porked her.
2: So she's like, we like to fuck with you, but you did good. Bye. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you lied the one time. It's not that bad. So I gave you a you Could have you been, a boo-boo. You could have been titty-fucking that guy's wife for three days. Weekend at Birdie's, where you just hung out in his house with his wife all the time, getting boar meat. Yeah, but then if he had then that night titty-fucked the host,
2: he would have been okay, because <laughs> he would have been honest about it. And that's what counts.
1: Oh, thank you for this, Fox. Now, uh, please let me titty-fuck you. Smush him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a big dude. It's possible.
1: Might have had some 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 presticles. Uh, and then he goes back to the night to the round table and he's like, I am a I am ashamed because I lied about a girdle. Like a woman on her wedding day <laughs> wore this girdle and it didn't tell people, and I'm a pussy. And then they're all like, dude, that's totally fine. We just go around. Fucking peasant girls and shit. So, you know, whatever, man. You're forgiven, but now go wear a green belt. Yeah, because you're the the green ninja turtle. <laughs> you need to wear your own color to to signify it. And then they're like, cool. The end. And that's basically it, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: So uh, thoughts. So my my the thing. So okay, we read the Tolkien translation and. I thought Beowulf really sounded Tolkien's translation of Beowulf really really sounded like Lord of the Rings, but this didn't. I mean, probably because it's written in such specific specific verse, but even what's happening didn't make me think of Lord of the Rings a lot. It made me think of Game of Thrones. Cuz the setting of Game of Thrones is much more like the setting of Gawain and the Green Knight and in game of thrones everyone has really ornate armor like that's a that's like a big thing like depending on what house you're in or what house you work for and every the ornate armor and ornate stuff is uh you know uh definitely big and there are some like little like side stories in um in In Lord of the Rings and not Lord of the Rings in in Game of Thrones there 's this whole story about this tourney that happened where everybody died decades ago but there 's like this mystery knight that no one knows who he is, and it very much reminded me of that and uh Gawain has to okay so the main like storytelling or the main thing that George R, R. Martin was trying to do or the main storytelling thing was to put the characters in a situation where they have to decide between their duty or what their heart wants. That's like kind of the thing. What, what is the duty? What is like, what should I do to save the world? But it happens to be the exact opposite thing that, you know, I would want to do in real life. So which am I actually going to do? So this is where we like the hot woman is like, you know, I want to fuck you. Sir Gawain, and Gawain has to be like, uh, I'm sorry, you know, but has to be <laughs> polite about it. That's what it made me think of. I can see
1: that. I mean, I'm sure the themes of this are not like the, are not unique to this book, to this poem. Yeah. And anybody who's into high medieval type fantasy surely must know this, right? I, I can't imagine, you know, a quality writer. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, and George R, R. Martin is, not... is the biggest nerd so he definitely knows this.
1: So it must seep in. It's all like baked into the genre at this point too. This might just be one of the yeah. earliest places you could see it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should anyone who should read it? How's that? Who should read it?
2: I didn't understand why this was a big deal. I mean, I guess it's cool that it's like a really old thing and like that's that's interesting. But at the end of it, I just find myself asking, like, why? Why did any of this happen? Just is like, I'm going to go out and find a nice guy. And then I found him. And that was good. At the end, like, oh, okay. It's like a really dumb just prank. Just to see if there is a nice guy.
1: I think that's, a, again, yeah. the, the, G, the Jesus thing is, like, proving yourself. You were worthy and... Going undergoing tests like like Christ like, did. What's, what's to the resist Temptation and all like, that. Isn't he
2: supposed to be like the? I feel like Morgan wasn't is like is she like the bad guy?
1: Yeah, so I think so. Or so this least, is a yeah. really dumb bad He's like guy. A temptress, plan. right? Well, I think she was banking on them being flawed and breakable, and the Knights of the Round Table were just so chivalrous that they could not be. Why would you just cut his head off anyway? Titties. Oh oh. Yeah, it's that's like fair. oh, I'm the bad guy, but like,
2: but the good guy was good, so I won't cut his head off. Like, well, then you're not a very good bad guy.
1: <laughs> I think it's a very bad, bad guy. guy. Like, oh yeah, bad guys have their own code sometimes, you know. And it's like, well, he didn't really lose the game, so I guess I gotta let him go. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I guess. I mean, it's I I guess I get I get that. It just in the end, it just seemed like okay, what was the point of all that then?
1: Uh, part of this is this is written for an elite yeah. audience who actually has the time to ponder their piety. And it's not a bad story. It's short. It's not super duper long like Beowulf is. No. This is much much more brief. And it stuff happens most of the time unlike like Lord of the fucking Rings. You know, there's stuff happening or stuff about to happen as opposed to just people eating pancakes in the fucking forest. <laughs> and you know, you I don't think a, that happened even once. Pretty they Drink talk about breakfast second a breakfast lot. Well, they
0: say breakfast a lot, but they don't actually stop to eat breakfast a lot.
1: All right, I remember a, a distinct five pages in Fellowship of the Ring about the mushroom farm outside of some guy's house. Different mushrooms, and that was a thing. And then, like Tom Bombadil was just ripping bong hits, <laughs> and that was what we're supposed to. You guys yeah. want an ounce? <laughs> hey, who's holding? But the the audience for this is the landed gentry. They are the literate, if they are wealthy people, who are concerned about the lofty things of their Christian soul and what it means to be a righteous and noble and whatever If you do the right
2: thing, the bad guys will spare you.
1: Well, just, I mean, there is a bit of a lesson, right? Because he still gets a little boo-boo on his neck because he fibbed. So it's like, do the right thing. It's like a cautionary tale. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's what the book was, the poem was for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and all the other stuff about it, like the the metrical, alliterative stuff, that's just the style and almost like a challenge to the writer to, can you get that done in the Mm -hmm. same way? And that might make it interesting to read for us today. Like, I don't think we need to have a story about don't lie about giant green men chopping heads off and shit. Maybe this book is about when you first see a
2: person, judge them right away. Because right away, he calls the big green man very gay. But then he's got this wife. And he's clearly <laughs> not beard. very gay. Oh, he does have a
1: big beard. Maybe it's it's, it's a, beard his a metaphor.
0: Who clearly doesn't get very oh, much. Yeah. So, you I, know. Mean, there's, I mean, She's you could really go anywhere. with this.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why they give it to high school students to read, so they could... Try and and practice their bullshit
0: interpretation skills. Yeah, there's a lot you could interpret. A very important skill.
1: As as book club members, I think we could agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So should people read it? I guess show right. And it's short. It's inter- yeah. it's interesting. It's like a glimpse into this forgotten world. And if you like medieval shit, it lives up to all that. If you like medieval shit, then
2: hell yeah, go for it.
1: But if you're just a casual reader, it's probably not for you. No, because it's. Also, like, there's a lot. Like, I feel like I needed, I need help, like a Sherpa, with this, to understand a lot of the symbolism yeah. and, like, was Christmas games a thing and like, the whole year in a day, like some of that, and also like the number five comes up a lot, and and that's really important for some reason. Oh, and like, there's a bunch of stuff about like how
2: this the uh, the beheading takes place on like, the day of the, the the whatever the Catholic thing, like the feast of the circumcision, when they cut off Jesus's.
1: The head of Jesus' dick.
2: <laughs> it's eight days after Christmas. It took a or whole whatever, day. So.
1: That's how big it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't. As I don't remember that holiday in Catholic school. Maybe they don't do it anymore because it's gross. Or are you talking <laughs> about the one where the priest would just take you into a room and see if you were circumcised? <laughs> yeah. And then he would check for you and be like, "Yes, you are and circumcised." He would, and then let he me would just. Feast. <laughs> I remember that day, but that was like every six weeks. I didn't... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. tell us what you thought <laughs> send us an email to <laughs> drunkguysbookclub at com,
1: or follow us on twitter at drunkguysbc or go to facebook and instagram at drunk guys book Club. and if you've listened this far why not leave a review just uh, don't lie about looking at my wife's tits and uh, give it five stars there I don't know I was trying to think of something you can come up with a better <laughs> one go for it or check us out on patreon
0: where you can give us money which would be nice and also check out the hopped up network a network of independent beer podcasters